Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. today. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. It is a good year. This is going to be a great year. And um, I'm looking forward to this year. Last year was a good year. God did good things and he built strong foundations and he went deep and he, um, he did some significant things. And this year, I believe God's going to build bigger and stronger and further and higher and wider. And we can be excited. It's going to be a good year. Yay. So wasn't worship beautiful this morning? Oh, let's give a big cheer to the worship team. We love you guys so much. And Zeph and Jonah, you guys did amazing. Who loved this new man up here, Zeph? <laughs> I saw Steph posting um, on, on social media that she got a new husband for Christmas. The dreads are gone, the beard is gone, and but doesn't he look great? There he is, I see you. <laughs> he looks great. But oh, worship was just amazing. I just could have stayed there all day and got completely lost in God's presence. Don't you love his presence? Don't you love when he just comes and lingers in the midst of us? There is nothing like it. Nothing like it. Yay, Jesus. Well, I'm excited to preach this morning. but I just want to pray as we begin. Father, we thank you for the privilege and the honor of being here today. We thank you, Lord that we can come together, that we can come and love you and worship you, that we can meet with you face to face and spirit to spirit. Lord, we thank you for the privilege it is to be your sons and your daughters, the privilege it is to walk this earth with you, not just for you, but with you hand in hand, that we can walk with you and talk with you and know you, Lord. What a gift. What an absolute gift. We thank you, Jesus, for paying with your blood and with your life that we could know you so deeply and so intimately. And we thank you that your passion for us is so great and so strong, more than we could ever comprehend. And Father, we thank you that today that you are here. We thank you for your presence here in this place. And we thank you, Lord, that you are for us that you are for us, you are not against us, that you are for us, that you fight for us, you pour your love on us, you fill us with your spirit and your presence, Lord, that you are constantly lavishing yourself upon us. And we thank you, Lord, we thank you that we can be here together as one. Amen. Amen. He's so good, isn't he? Uh, I'm excited to share this morning. It's the first Sunday of 2019, and something that we love to do in the beginning of each new year is to take some time aside and really spend some time with the Lord and spend some time just loving on Him and worshiping Him, and I just get lost in worship. I just really do. I just love His presence so much, Um, but I, I just love spending some time this week just really really leaning into God's heart for this year, leaning into his heart for, Lord, what is in your heart for 2019? What is on your heart for us as your people? And I love this because for me, it really, it really deposits in my heart something special for the year. 
It's like planting a seed in your heart that the Lord then waters and He begins to grow throughout the year. So when we get the promises of God and when we get that direction from Him, it becomes like an anchor, like a rudder in our life that we can go back to throughout the year. And and I love to have these things written down so that I can revisit them throughout the year, um, no matter what's going on. So today I am going to share four things that I'm really excited about that I I really believe that the Lord has for us for 2019. Do you want to know him? Yes. (laughs) Good answer. So the first thing, the first thing I really feel for this year, and I actually got a text message from a wonderful lady who is a pastor, and she's been like a spiritual mom to me, and she texted me this year, and she said, Karen, this verse is for you. And I know that this verse, I have bound myself to this verse. I have stuck it on my Apple Watch. So I see it every time I look at the clock and I've put it on my phone. This verse for me is a verse for this year. And I believe it's a verse for us. It's Jeremiah 33 verse 3. It says, Call to me and I will show you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. Ha. This is a year for those that are willing to go aside with the Lord, for those that are willing to call upon Him, to seek Him, and to to long for Him. This is a year where the Lord is going to reveal special things. He is going to reveal fresh revelation, fresh inspiration. There is fresh encounter for our hearts, for your heart. And I love the fact that the Lord is no respecter of man. (laughs) There is no one of us that is any more special than the other. There is no one of us who is any more qualified than the other. Jesus qualifies us all. And it is our willingness to go aside to be with Him that is the doorway into a deeper level of relationship, into a deeper level of His presence. And in a way, it is the simplest thing on earth. It's just time. But in that sense, it can be the hardest thing because it's time. (laughs) Because we all get so busy and life is so busy and there's lots to do and there's always demands on us. But the simplest thing is that all it takes is time. He just longs for our time, that we would put time aside to seek Him, to love Him, to put our worship music on and to blast the neighbors away (laughs) by turning up the volume. That's what I do. Um, But to spend that time with Him, this promise for this year that those that call upon the Lord, call upon me and I will show you. I will show you. He promises. He promises that when we call, I will show you. You know, we go through stages as people where, you know, our faith can sometimes be on the mountaintop. Then the next moment it can be in the valley, right? Sometimes we're like, yay, God, you're here, you're doing great things. The next day it's like, God, where are you? (laughs) Our faith can, can be like a mountain range, but God's word and his promise stands firm. He never changes. He never changes. And if he says something, he will be faithful to what he says. And this promise for me is such a a, a phenomenal promise because he promises that when we call, he will show himself to us. And he will show us great and unsearchable things. Ah, I want to know these things. I want to know these things. 
We've all encountered and experienced Him in different ways in our lives. And we've had seasons where the Lord has done wonderful things and, and He's brought fresh revelation. I know I have. And there's been seasons where there's been trials and there's been challenges. And there are different seasons in the Lord. But the Lord is saying here that when we position ourselves to call on Him, when we position ourselves to seek Him, He will he will reveal his heart. He will reveal his spirit. I think when I, was, when I was praying this year, I felt the Lord say that it's not our success that qualifies us, just like it's not our failures that disqualify us. It's only the blood of Jesus. It's only the blood of Jesus. And we all have access through the blood of Jesus, through his love and through his life. It is time with Him, and it is through His love for us that we can come deeper, that we can come closer. And I, I just really believe that there is something special this year for those that will put the time aside to spend time with the Lord. Get ready when you do that He is going to do something special in you. Get ready. He has promised that He's going to. So that's the first one. The next thing is something that I've actually had in my heart for quite a while. This is a good one. They're all good ones, but this is a good one too. It is from Psalm 92, and this talks about flourishing. Those who are planted in the house of God will flourish in the courts of the Lord. So turn with me to Psalm 92. And I want to read that out for us. It's Psalm 92, right at the end, verse 12 to 15. It says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming, The Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in Him. Amen. How good is that? How good is that? The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. The thing about flourishing is it's, it's not just surviving. <laughs> flourishing is thriving. It is not just surviving. The Lord wants to flourish us this year. He wants to flourish those who are planted in His house. And you might be planted somewhere else. And I want to encourage you, if you're not planted anywhere, find somewhere to be planted. There is blessing on being planted in the house of God. There is blessing on being planted in family and in community. There is something special when we set ourselves apart and we call upon the Lord and He answers us. He longs for that. There is something special when we are connected in relationship. And I love in, in the book of John where Jesus talks about, you know, I am the, the vine and you are the branches. If you look at a vineyard, my brother has a vineyard. He has a beautiful organic vineyard, and it's a lot of work. <laughs> he puts a lot of hours into that. And if you look at a vineyard, though, you, you see all the vines planted side by side, and they almost look like they're one. They almost look like they're completely connected. There is, there is blessing and relationship on connection. And the Lord uses that analogy of a vine and branches being connected as one. But I really believe that there is a special blessing on being planted in family, being planted in God's kingdom family. And in this verse here, 
in Psalm 92. It says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. And the beautiful thing about a palm tree is that it bends with the wind. It flexes with the seasons. It stands tall. It stands strong. And there is, there is something about the palm tree that the Lord is highlighting as well as they will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. And a cedar is regal and it is strong and it is sought after. And the Lord is describing things here that He is releasing in our lives and in the body of Christ. That the body of Christ would flourish. That the body of Christ would stand tall and strong. That the body of Christ would be rooted and grounded. That the body of Christ would be sought after. That we would flourish. Do you know the Lord longs that you would flourish? He longs that you would thrive, not just survive. Because your life is a testimony of Him. Your life reflects the King. Our lives reflect the King. And when we flourish... We are like a a reflection of heaven. We are a reflection of the kingdom. So don't be afraid when the Lord blesses you. (laughs) Don't be, don't, don't hold back. Sometimes, sometimes we can, you know, we can feel a little bit like, oh, you know, oh, you know, I don't need that Lord. Or you know what it's like when someone asks you for your birthday, what do you want for your birthday? It's my birthday soon, by the way. Hooray. (laughs) Thought I'd throw that in there. And people ask you, what do you want? People say, oh, I don't need anything. No, I don't, you know, no, I've, I've got everything I need. And it's true, you know, but God wants to bless us. He wants to bless you. So don't be shy when he says, I want to bless you. Don't say, oh, I don't want anything, or you might just get nothing. I've learned that. If you say, I don't want anything, be prepared to wake up on your birthday and not get anything. But don't worry, my family always look after me. <laughs> but... Ask the Lord for blessing. Don't be afraid. There's one thing that we don't need to be shy in when it comes to the Lord, and that is to say, yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. I want your blessing. I want your hand on my life. I want to flourish. I want to thrive. And for some of us, it can be a challenge, (laughs) especially when you've been through seasons that have been hard, especially when you've been through seasons that have been challenging. To really have that faith to say, Lord, are you really going to bless me? Are you really going to take a hold of me? But he wants to do that. And one thing I have learned about the seasons of the Lord is that seasons come and seasons go. But the faithfulness of the Lord stands firm. Seasons come and seasons go, but his love and his faithfulness never change. And that is something that I need and I need to anchor my life on. And I know for me during some of my hardest seasons, I know my mom would send me little messages every now and then on my phone and she would say, this too shall pass. This season will pass. It's like in Psalm 23 and it says, you know, yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow. The thing is, is we're walking through it. We're not camping in it. The Lord wants to bring us through those seasons. And being planted, when I look at the trees on our property, at our farm, I look at all the different trees and and our animals that are out there, there are many different seasons in the natural that come and go. And this is my favorite season, summer. Thank you, Jesus, for the sunshine. Thank you for the warm weather. But we all know that winter does come. 
We can't say, well, we don't want to go through winter this year. It's going to come. We can't hold winter back. There are different seasons in the natural, just like there are different seasons in the spirit. And knowing how to navigate and discern the different seasons of the Lord is something that really helps in our walk with the Lord. Because when we enter a season of challenge or when we enter a winter season where our leaves fall off and everything can look bare on the outside, we can know that the Lord is faithful in every season and the Lord is doing things inside of us. We might not be able to see what's happening on the outside, but on the inside, our roots are growing deeper. On the inside, He is nourishing us from the inside out. So something about being planted is being willing to stand through the seasons and to know that when the Lord plants you somewhere, when you know that He is planting you somewhere, to trust Him, to trust Him. And when you trust Him, yes, you've planted me here, Lord, in whatever it is. It might be, you know, He might plant you in different things, like in your job or in a specific, you know, family situation. But right now, for this particular purpose, Let's talk about church. When he, when he plants you in the house of God, when He plants you somewhere, trust that He has got you exactly where He wants you. I know that there are so many options these days in life, so many different opportunities, so many different places, so many choices. <laughs> and the challenge is when the going gets tough to find somewhere that looks greener and looks sunnier and looks better. <laughs> But I want to tell you that there is blessing in being planted. There is blessing in being planted. If I uprooted my fruit trees every time I wanted to change or every time I felt to do it, the roots would not grow deep. The fruit would not bear. The tree would not grow strong. There is blessing in being planted. And we were talking the other day about um, our parents, and our parents raised us in church. Marty's parents literally raised him in this house. <laughs> and my parents raised me in church as well. And to some degree, it is a sacrifice to say, this is what we're doing. No matter what is going on, no matter how hard my week has been, we as a family are coming into the house of the Lord every single week. And I know I've spoken to my dad and the Lord spoke to him when us kids were young and told him of the blessing on our lives that would come from raising us in the house of God. And we are now doing the same thing with our kids, raising our kids in the house of God. There is blessing on that. And I see the fruit on our lives and I see the fruit on our kids' lives. There is blessing in being planted. During um, worship this morning, I love in worship... I love pouring my heart on Jesus, but I love just waiting in His presence and listening and looking to see what He will show me. And I just felt during worship, I felt the Lord say, look and see what I will do with one small seed that has buried and died. I'll bring it to life and cause it to flourish and shine. And I feel like the Lord is... He's looking for those of us who are willing to be buried, willing to be planted, and willing to wait and trust Him through the seasons to see what He will do. So, flourishing in the house of God. The next thing I felt the Lord say, and this one is, um, is special to my heart, 
this is from Job, uh, sorry, Joel chapter 2, if you want to turn to Joel chapter 2. I felt the Lord list off a few things for this year, and one of the things I felt him say is that he is restoring the years that the locusts have eaten. Joel 2 verse 23, I want to read from. It says here, Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain and the vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, says the Lord. The great locusts and the young locusts and the other locusts and the locusts swore, my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat and you will be full and overflowing and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you and never again will my people be shamed. Amen. I, um, I'm excited when, when I heard the Lord whisper to me that I am I'm restoring the years that the locusts have eaten. I'm like, oh, yes, God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As I know for me and I know for many of us, there have been years that have been challenging and there have been years that have been hard. And there may even be seasons and times that you're going through now that are very challenging. And I really believe that this promise of the Lord is something that is significant for each and every one of us. He says here, when he whispered it to me, he said, I will restore the years the locusts have eaten. And different versions say different things. The NIV says, I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. And if you think about how many years maybe you've been through where the enemy has tried to steal, kill and destroy things or where there's been challenge or where there's been difficulty or where you've said, why, Lord, what is going on here? Why one more thing? The Lord is decreeing, I will repay you. I will credit to your account what the enemy has tried to steal, what the enemy has tried to destroy, what the enemy has tried to bring discouragement. I am going to pour into your account blessing and abundance and I'm going to restore to you everything that the enemy has tried to take. Amen. Amen. I really feel in that that there is, um, there is things the Lord is, is restoring and I think there are specific things that the Lord is bringing and healing is one of those things, that He is going to restore healing. Disappointment is another thing where there's been disappointment and discouragement. The Lord is going to bring fresh encouragement and strength and vision. And there are other things that the Lord is going to bring into our account and to pour into our spirit and to pour into our heart. And it is linked again to Jeremiah 33.3 those who will call upon me and who will come and be with me. I know for me, going through some seasons that were challenging, yeah, I don't know about you, but, but I've, okay, this is, I'll just talk from me here. So this is me. So I'm going through a hard time and I'm struggling and I'm like, God, where are you? <laughs> I need you. And I'm just expecting that he is just going to burst on into my life and say something or any minute, surely he's going to be here. Surely he's going to rescue me. And sometimes he doesn't. And I then go into this place and, you know, I know no one else does this, but I have done this. And I have this pity party. 
And I'm like, God, I'm going through this right now. Why aren't you here? What, what is happening? And I expect him to come and join in my little pity party and just come and, you know, oh, it's okay, you know. God is not going to empower my victim mentality. <laughs> God is not going to empower my pity party. <laughs> God is not going to change who he is so that I can expect him just to come on in and do what I want when he wants. But it's not the way it works. <laughs> I wish it did, but it doesn't. <laughs> but what he will do is he'll stay true to his word. And his word says, call upon me and I will answer you. His word says, seek me. And you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. He may not have joined my pity party. He may not have pat me on the back to have a victim mentality of, oh, but I've been through this, so surely you will come. Or I've suffered in this way, so surely you will bless me. He's not going to empower a wrong mentality, but he is going to be true to his word. And he is going to come when I seek him. And he is going to come when I call upon him. And that's something that I believe is significant in the restoration that the Lord is doing. It is saying, you know what? I've been through this. You know what? I've been through that. And I have questions and I have unanswered questions and I don't know the answers. And sometimes it's still hard and sometimes my faith still struggles. It's true. We all go through it. But Lord, I will hold on to your promise and I will bind myself to your promise because your word stands firm and you will be true to what you say you will do. And I will seek you again and I will call upon your name again and I will trust you. And then watch and see from a place of humility and even a place of brokenness, see what God will do. See what he will do. So the Lord is restoring the years the locusts have eaten. And then the last thing I felt the Lord saying is in, in Joel chapter 2 as well. And straight after the Lord says, I will repay you and restore all the years that the locusts have eaten. He says this in verse 28. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit, <laughs> Jesus, on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and coming and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you read through... Joel chapter 2, I read through the whole chapter. If you, if you have time this week, I encourage you, read through Joel chapter 2. It talks about the, the great army that comes and devours the land and the challenges, the great army of locusts is called. And that the, the earth is laid barren and it's laid bare and everything looks desolate. And then the people of the Lord, the people of God, they call upon the Lord and He comes and He restores those years. And he brings abundance and he causes them to flourish and he causes them to thrive. And then he pours out his spirit. So if you've been through things in the last years or if you've been through challenges or even if your heart is hungry, be encouraged. <laughs> be encouraged. 
What we go through is nothing that is not written in the Bible. <laughs> it is nothing new that, that others haven't walked through, that others, others haven't journeyed in. Be encouraged. You're in good company. <laughs> You're in good, good company. You can read through the Bible and find all the trials and all the challenges that men and women of God went through. But the one thing I know is God is faithful and He will come through because He says He will. So I really believe that this year is going to be a year of refreshing and a year of fresh filling of the Lord. And when God says, I'm going to pour out my spirit, he pours out his spirit. <laughs> he is so good. He is so good. He really, really is. And I really feel this morning that the Lord wants to pour fresh fresh living water on each and every one of us and to begin this year freshly filled by his spirit. I know for me that there is nothing like the presence of God. There is nothing like the Holy Spirit here on earth. There is no one who satisfies like him. There is, there is no love like his. There is nothing like a touch of God, like the presence of God. It fills you from the inside out and causes you to come alive, causes us to come alive. And as we choose to set ourselves aside and to actually let the Lord fill us and to call upon him and to be present with him, God is going to do wonderful things. He is going to do wonderful things this year. Amen. Why don't we stand together? Well, Father, we want to thank you for your incredible love and blessing. We want to thank you that you delight yourself in blessing your sons and your daughters, that it is your great joy to restore to us the years that the locusts have eaten, the challenges and the trials, that it is your great joy to cause us to flourish and thrive in your house and in your presence. And Lord, you created us and you long for relationship with us. And Lord, we thank you this day, that this very day at the beginning of this new year, we thank you, Lord, for your fresh presence here in this place. Lord, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you for your refreshing, even now, even now, just pouring out fresh on us today. We thank you, Lord, that you are faithful that you are so faithful, that you are so good, and you know every detail. You know everything, Lord. You see everything, and your love for us is greater and stronger than we could ever know. And Father, today we come together as your people, and Father, we ask that you would fill us we ask that you would restore us. We ask that you would pour fresh vision and fresh life into us for this coming year. We ask, Lord, that you would cause us to flourish and thrive in your house. Lord, we thank you that your promises over our life are yes and amen. And Lord, this day we choose to take a hold of your promises and we choose to bind ourselves to these, these promises and your word over our life and we thank you for the good things that are to come and father we ask right now that you will pour fresh fresh living water on each and every one of us we ask for fresh filling we ask for fresh life we ask for fresh vision in jesus name in jesus name in jesus name amen 
Well, I want to invite the worship team up this morning. And if you would like prayer, if you would like Marty and I to pray for you, we would love to pray for you all and start this year off and bless you and pray that you would be filled afresh for 2019. It is going to be a good year this year. I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you, Jesus. Turn to someone and tell them this is your year. It's going to be a great year. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready.